What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Were they shocking their balls? Get up three for a minute, it's my first impression, bros. Prime back to JC, we're breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You crying in Lucas Grant. How embarrassing, the most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Balls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We're making a connection, we're falling in love. We're chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. we starting in LA and then we travel. Welcome back. You're listening to The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We're balls deep in Hannah B's season of The Bachelor at season 15. If you're following along, thank you for joining us. If you're if, if this is the only show that I host that you listen to, make yourself known to me. Reach out. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com on my other show, The Baller Lifestyle. We do we interact with our audience a lot. So um, we like to hear your thoughts on the show because then we can reflect on your point of view as well. So please let us know what you're thinking about this season. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. I am joined now as I am each and every week by the heartbeat of the bachelor lifestyle. Of course, I'm talking about Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Right. Uh, and welcome yeah. <clears throat> to another edition of the bachelor lifestyle. That's great. You should get. You should book some VO stuff. Oh, that's what I'm working on. Yeah, you're clearly set up for it. And be- I just, uh, I'm, I'm recovering from a cold. I'm in that, um, yeah, in that late stages of just like loose phlegm. But my, yeah. uh, my voice is a little deeper than usual, so I could take advantage of that. Get book some work. I, uh, I had a cold for maybe like two or three days. And, and it was like three weeks ago, but I still need to blow my nose 18 to 34 times each and every day for some reason. You know what the, uh, you know what the laziest comeback? I think last week I explained that the laziest advice you could ever hear um, from anybody, career advice is just be yourself. Yeah. The, uh, the laziest comeback to when you share uh, the information that you've been sick with somebody is, yeah, something's going around. <laughs> yeah i heard that's going around my yeah. thing is don't give it to me get the fuck away from me why are, why are you near yeah. me you got you're sick get the fuck away from me i don't want that shit uh, okay let's get into it uh episode what are we into episode three there's you know it's pretty early in the season because there's 80 percent of the guys 90 percent of the guys i don't know who the fuck they are um this this week we started out with a group date What'd you think about that, Jason? It was the very hilarious birthing seminar group group date hosted by Twitter couple actor Jason Biggs and multi hyphenate wife Jenny Mullen. How'd you feel about that, Jason? Um, it's just kind of a, a weird way to shoehorn whatever project they got going on into a, a group date activity that gotta, was. Yeah. They they went around um, doing things that uh, that pregnant 
women and uh, and birthing mothers uh, deal with, I guess, to give the guys perspective and just really corny. And 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 they they hook the guys up to this machine that is like borderline torture. Like I don't need to I don't need to ever see anything like that. I I I, I will take a woman's word uh, for what it is. Giving birth is the most painful thing that a human being could do. I don't think anyone's ever going to take away from that. You just don't need to be um, hooking up men to a machine to to simulate that pain. I, I I just don't see the reason for doing it. And they actually did that on this date. They hooked up hunks, guys with six-pack abs, yeah. another reason to take off their shirts. And they somehow there's... They created a machine to simulate the pain, which I have no idea why they would need to ever create that machine, but that's what they did. And I guess it was supposed to show some kind of a, you know, I I guess the cliche was, um, you know, I want somebody to be able to to experience pain with me, you know, this, whatever the cliche was. And I I just didn't like it. I didn't like the activity and uh, I was over it. Um, I'll be honest. I fast forwarded through the whole, I fast forward through pretty much all group dates. So if there's any kind of like something of note that happens in one, I'll miss it. And you should let us know because I can't watch them. Uh, but I, from what it looked like they were getting, were, were they shocking their balls? No, but they, they had the guys take off their shirt and put, put them in a bed, you know, back up like, like a woman would be given birth. And they put these sensors, uh, I guess, down lower abdomen, below the belly button. And they just gave them sh- uh, shocks of some kind that simulated the pain that a woman experiences. So it's, just, it's just uncomfortable. It's bad TV. I, 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 don't see, uh, I didn't see the intrigue in that at all. I was disappointed. Um, I don't think we learned too much about the guys on this date, other than the fact that they, I guess a couple of them were real big pussies about it. But other than that, it, uh, it didn't do much for me at all. Um, yeah, that's about what it looked like. And then they, then they had the post date thing. So this is when, so this is when, this is why I guess maybe that was a jumping off point for, um, for kind of the theme of the date which became the concept of the pity rose. And you and I have talked about this. I mean, if there's, if there's 15 seasons of the bachelorette and I don't know what 25 seasons of the bachelor, something, I think 26. Um, yeah. You, you have people, I just realized Luke P is 24 years old and for almost all of his life, the show has been in existence. So there, there's just certain things that, that have become a thing. Uh, on this show and a pity rose is something that you and I talk about, you know, once or twice a season, some guy dumps out, just unloads an emotional story onto the subject and inevitably gets a rose because of it. It's a thing. And, uh, they actually brought it to the forefront. So again, the bachelor kind of being self-aware and being like, all right, this is what a, a self pity rose is. And, uh, the first I guess example of this is in this episode when uh, when the contestant and I forget his name and you're always good at uh, at names, oh, but yeah, uh, it, it's 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 the man of color um, 
who had the real cool story at the beginning where he was hugging his grandma and stuff. He seems like a really good guy. This, uh, I know his name's Mike and this fucking thing you're about to talk about what it made me so annoyed. And because one, it was completely unnecessary. It, it was a, a sympathy play on his point or it was something he felt like he needed to share. He needed to share, right. but B it offered him no assistance in terms of gaining favor to get further in the show. It actually would do the opposite because now she's going to look at him and have this cringeful feeling about something that happened in his life that he clearly has not gotten over. Continue. Well, I mean, the, the, the details are this. Uh, Mike, who, by the way, um, he leads the show in sprinting to the bachelorette on group dates Notice and being that. the first to pick Notice her up. That. That's, that's what he yes. does. And, 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 and this, in, front. in this particular episode, the producers obviously did the very emasculated thing by, by saying, all of you run to her, yeah. all of you sprint to her. The that racing, the racing fair. is so yeah. ridiculous. Although I will say this, Hannah B, not really my deal. She had some painted on jeans. Yeah. Very, yeah, I mean, and and they shot well her. Together. They shot her from a low angle. She had some very high heels on and some painted on jeans. She was looking very put together. Continue. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So Mike, um, he he said that as they were going through the the birthing simulations of the day, which was this, yes. this lame group activity. Yes. It reminded him of a real life trauma in which um the uh his baby mama in her second trimester lost uh their child. Yeah, horrible. Um horrible, horrible horrible story. My thoughts to anybody that has had to endure something sure. that fucking awful. I'm very sorry. And and I mean he wasn't overly articulate in expressing the story because all she really cared about and worried about was the fact that he lost a child and how bad he must feel. But he also attempted to tell her that he wasn't there for his baby mama when it happened. He wasn't there. I don't know if he wasn't there physically or if he chose to just let her deal with it. And he's like, it's something I'll always regret. Like there was some information in there that I felt that she just completely glossed over. Like he's, but He's also, telling you something. But it only served to make him look bad in a couple of ways. That he has regrets about right. how he handled that situation. Fine. But also that that effectively ended a relationship that he clearly wasn't ready to be done with and hasn't gotten over. It's two strikes against him. He immediately friend zoned himself. Mike so is not going to win the Bachelorette, period. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. It is. It's a friend zone play. It's a temporary play, which is basically what a pity rose is. It's when you you make a a sentimental case to appeal to the, the subject and then win yourself another chance at one more episode at least. And it got him the rose at by the end of this this little uh, cocktail venture. So I guess for the short term it worked, but I think you're right. I think. I think it squarely put him into the uh, into the friend zone. Um, an, an, inter- an an interesting play by Mike, considering 
his role in events later to come in the episode. Yeah, no, no, no that's the yeah. thing. I, yeah. I was going to point out that very yeah. contradiction. Let's not get to that. Let's not get to, let's really not funny. spoil that though. Um, and this was also, um, if I'm not mistaken, and, and you tell me, have, have we, do we go on the, uh, the one-on-one date or is Cam on this date? And is Cam yeah, no, very Cam's much? On this one. Cam's on okay, this one. Okay, so so Cam, you know, we've talked about it before. Always be Cam. He's the guy that yeah. that does a bad impression of a a bad white guy rapping. He's just annoying as hell. But his his you know his mantra always be Cam or ABC. Um, he's finally, the, he's, wore, he's finally the worst. wore out. Yeah, yeah. So he he was wearing, and this was kind of the talk on Twitter and stuff. I, and you tell me, you're usually the fashion guy. That's true. Uh, he's got the suit jacket uh, over the hoodie. How does that play in your world? I, I respect it. It's different. It's a, it's a look I would never affect in a million years. It mu- must have been very cold in L.A. that day. It's, I would never rock that look ever. I was more into, I think it was Tyler. With the fucking salmon blazer on, the <laughs> fire salmon blaze blazer looking Miami Vice to the yeah. limbs. That's more my style. It does take balls to to go salmon. You dude gotta was, feel real good about yourself. Dude was working it. Now, Jason, question um, to you. Yeah. Was and I think it was Tyler that was that had that jacket on. Was he working that jacket or was he rocking that jacket? Um I would say working. working. I think only only douchebags use the word rocking. Rocking. To, okay, uh, so he wasn't <laughs> talk about that an was outfit. being worked and not rocked. Um, okay. Cam played an interesting card in one of the many missteps in this episode. Uh, he he said that he he just wanted to he wanted some quality time and he barged in on a couple of guys and yeah, you know, there's like. Cam's the guy who doesn't who wants to do everything out of the box. He's not going to be the conventional guy because she doesn't want the conventional guy. And he, he would barge in on guys, and he made the the wrong move. I mean, he barged in on Mike telling the story of them losing their their kid. I mean, so barged in could not read the room yeah. for right. the if it was in fucking braille. If it was in right. if it was in that big type that some people that old people have their fucking iPhone blown up to, he could not read the room. He was. Such a fucking idiot. And obviously, obviously, there's somebody in a booth, okay? There's a director for this shit. He's watching what's going on. There's producers. Everybody's got a headset on, and they have a little mic attached to their headset. And somebody sees Mike telling this story, and whoever is in charge of Cam, somebody gets on the mic and goes, Hey, Lucy, get in there. Tell Cam Now's the time you told me earlier in the pre-show meeting that he had something very important to tell her. He needs to go in there now, now go, 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 go. And they send him in there to look like a fucking tool. It was great. Yeah. And, and I'm guessing the, it happens twice in this episode to two different contestants. I think the, the impatience or the way they edit it, it's like he goes, you know, Mike tells him, give me a couple more minutes, and like 15 seconds later, he's back in the room. I don't know if it was that fast or if somebody sure. literally is like pushing him back in the room, like, you need to get some time. Either way, so, either way, even if it was two minutes, he came back three times. Yeah, he alienates uh, Mike, who kind of at the end of this episode ends up being kind of a little bitch about things. But agree, like, agree. He, uh, Mike, 
at, finally, when Cam gets a, 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 some alone time with her, a couple things happen. Mike tells the group of caddy guys that he was interrupted three times while he was trying to tell a very personal story. And that the uh, complete faceless uh, black guy who's a server in Los Angeles. Jonathan. I mean, very faceless profession in this town, server. Props to Jonathan for listing his fucking actual occupation, though. That's true. That's yeah. true. And uh, he, he, he's the one who like, took Mike's, uh, Mike's concern to heart. So he was like, all right, I'm going to go barge in on Cam after he's been in the room for 30 seconds. Pretty fun tactic. But Cam, before, uh, before the server could get there, he plays this card. And I, I don't know if we've heard this one before. He says to her, I just want to let you know that I resigned my position at work. A yeah, very that, a, a very good position at work to be here. That was it. Now, I didn't – hold on. That was lost to me. He said that to the camera, I believe. I don't oh, know. Oh, oh, he did say it to her. Okay, He, de- I, he definitely said it to her, okay. which was, to me was a real – that's a real like direct guilt ploy. Like she totally. doesn't give a shit. <clears throat> but he it's, was trying to use it as an example of how much he's willing to sacrifice for her. It's such a bitch play. I gotta, it's, these guys have not, uh, clearly not studied the mystery method. And they definitely have never seen Mike Damone give his advice. You gotta make it seem like you got it all together. You don't need shit. You only have it to give. You're not there right. to take. You're there to make her feel good you're there to seem confident to be a fucking man and these guys walk in like fucking pussies i quit my job i had an operation blah my grandma got sick nobody gives a fuck be a man i mean the kind of the cliched thing about millennials and i and i would say that this group of guys they're on the younger side of the millennials toward the yeah. Gen Z's, which are even more pussified. Right. Is there even is like that, a 35 year old guy on this show? Probably not. That's too old. No. Yeah. And so like, I, you know, I, these guys very much come from this generation of the conversation is, is starting to get away from me. I need to make it about me. And the, him saying, I resigned my job is such a, a young millennial move. Nobody cares that you did that. In fact, it's almost expected. If, if you want to whore yourself out for fame, yeah, you're going to resign your job. This is your you're taking your shot in life at your 15 minutes. Nobody cares, and especially she. The only thing that it's going to do to her is just get her a little bit more pressured, and you don't want to do that. So, anyways, the server server comes in, does a pretty cool move, and says, "I got to sit down with her." Cam's like, "Dude, I've only been here 30 seconds." Like, "Sorry, dude," and the server wins out, and Cam's pissed. That was very tense. Let's not gloss over that. That was very tense. It It looked like they were going to come to blows because neither one would really back down. Eventually, Cam backed down. Jonathan was sitting there. So he, it was like, or no, wait, was he standing? He was standing. Standing over him. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just like, no, you're out of here. Go. And he's like, how about I walk her to the door? Like he, he bitched out like a little puss. But again, it was his time. And, and, and by the way, I mean, I'm, we're not going to say that she's the brightest ball, but like that confrontation only was only for each other and the cameras. Because if anyone, anyone with a brain at all, sees these guys doing this and is like, "All right, 
cool. I'm not. I'm definitely not going to invest any more time in these two guys. Of course not. Yeah. Of course not. So, uh, so, anyways, the, they get back to the table, and one thing we have not mentioned yet for the second straight episode or two out of three episodes, chicken McNuggets. Okay. I was going to weigh in. I was going to ask you about this. Was this mentioned during the group date? I fast forwarded to because there was a giant pile of chicken nuggets. People were fucking dipping into the uh, into oh, yeah. the sauce bins, sauce. Whole, what do you call those things? Cups, sauce cups. cups. And John Paul Jones, who's kind of, I think he might start be starting to grow on me. Cause you know, when there's shared food like that, but you're also trying to get laid, you're yep. not like really going for it. You might take a couple snacks here, but you don't want to be like eating a bunch. John Paul Jones d- didn't get that memo. He didn't learn that coming up. My man is fucking wrecking the nuggets plate like every they keep going to shots of him and he's just grinding them down hitting them throwing them straight on the molars offering them to other people he doesn't give a fuck he's loving the nugs well here's the deal i mcdonald's is very much a sponsor of this season so it's not it's just no accident that it's made its way into two i'm just wondering who they are appealing to, if by your standards, only children eat McNuggets and only housewives watch the show, maybe they're, that's it. Maybe they're, they're making a play for the, the housewives and their kids. Right. Yeah, 100%. Or that food, that food the nuggets, maybe they've, they've become a big thing with the young millennials. I don't know. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, continue. <clears throat> the end of the date, uh, she gives a rose to Mike who lost his child in the second trimester. Um, How could she not? Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty, it, it's almost impossible to not give him the rose. So he bought, he late, bought himself an episode. You don't drop a late term, a uh, uh, miscarriage right. story and not get a fucking rose, which is interesting yep. because it was almost a play for a pity rose. Yeah. No, almost a play. It was, yeah. yeah, it was, it was, it was the very definition of a pity rose. Right. So, so what happens next is you have the, our one-on-one date, and um, this character named Tyler G, who was one of the one of the guys who was passed over last week, he got a one-on-one date, and then before, um, before they went on the one-on-one date, that a Note was sent to him saying, Tyler, I'm under the weather. I need to cancel our date tonight, but please come to my room. So yeah. he got some chicken soup. He got some flowers. No, it wasn't Tyler. It was Connor. Connor uh, got the one-on-one. So maybe I'm thinking of the wrong guy for my recap, too. Okay. Now, now I need to kind of go back to the uh, drawing board as far as who I'm going to refer to when we talk about who had to leave the show. Yeah, it's, it's okay because nobody knows the uh, names anyway. Um, yeah, uh, Connor. Wait, hold on. Is there anything I need to to recover? We before we move on to the one on one. Is there anything I might got the rose? Oh, on the um, on the group date, something I sort of respect about Hannah. Like a bachelor in the in the time of Time's Up, Hannah's not afraid to make out with each and every dude she has alone time with. Okay. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> so Connor gets so Connor gets the one on one. Oh, He's, now now I see what I did. Okay. Connor gets the one on one. And Connor's the one that I think may that he may be juicing his hairline with something. It's tough to tell. He's a young guy, so it's hard to believe it might just be the way he wears it. But there's something happening there uh, and I need I would need to get a, a really good picture of him or be able to meet him in person. If there's anybody in the audience that can broker that mailbag at the ballerlifestyle.com. Um, Connor gets a one-on-one and then last, and he's all hyped for it. And they're like, everyone's like coaching him up. It's a whole weird situation where they're like, Hey, you're going to, you're going to try to grab some titty or it's like weird that they're all trying to date the same chick. And it would kind of, if you were invested in this girl, like for real, um, it would kind of fuck you up to be in this situation to, to, to send some other dude off with a chick that you think is yours, which kind of, uh, manifests later in the show. But Connor, he's right as he's about to leave for the date, they're like, sorry, your date's canceled. Here's a note. And then it's like, hey, sorry, canceled. I'm sick. Why don't you just swing by my hotel room and hang? And I'm thinking to myself, hey, I want to win the show and everything, but I'm not trying to catch Ebola in the process. Like, how about we wait until she rallies a little bit, gets the clean bill of health, and then I'll come over. He, he's got no qualms. He's not like me. He pops through Ralph's, grabs a um, tragic bouquet and a little bit of chicken soup, cruises through the um, her hotel room. It looks like a double tree or something. It's a Sheraton maybe. Not, they definitely didn't put her in the JW or the, or the Four Seasons. Um, he cruises in and she's in bed. Um, she doesn't have makeup on. You know, she's got the skin thing. Not No judgment. I appreciate, you know, I, I Insta story, my skin issues all the time. Um, and then he cruises and he makes a little time. Like he gets it going with her. She, she alerts first and foremost that she's not contagious. And, but, but we do run into something like what exactly did happen to her because she got dizzy and had to go get an IV or something. One of a couple what's, of things that are just completely glossed over. Yeah, in this what's, go, One, what's going on there? Like, what's that's not normal for a 27 year old girl no. to just pass out in the middle of the day. Like, she's, are they running tests? She said she had to go to the emergency room to get uh, fluids. 100% IV and not stuff. normal. Like, that's just Eating not something disorder? That, yeah, I was going to say, like, if that is a, a bit of norm in her life, then there's there's something going on because she. Either the show chose to just kind of reveal it and move on, or she made it seem like it was no big deal, which tells me that it happens. And you shouldn't have Crazy. to go to the emergency room and get IV'd up every once in a while. That's totally. not. But Connor, I, I will say, he's an attractive guy. He's a tall, former swimmer. Um, he, but there's something about his voice. Like I had to look up where he is from. It's. I thought it was more like, like a Southern California surfer voice where he's like trying a little too hard to be like Spicoli or something. Hold on. Let me guess. Let me guess before you say. Utah. No, that's the thing. He's it's, it's Dallas. So it's, oh, I guess, Dallas. I guess it's a, su- I guess it's a Southern accent, but there's something very, uh, well, a, a about Texas it. accent is a little different than a Southern accent, but yes, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And, but she obviously really likes him and I did find it just, IV or no IV or whatever, yeah. whether she's contagious or not, them just, just kind of like making out and kissing 
in bed. It and it just didn't look right or seem right to me. So how about, uh, yeah, how about you suspend production for a day? Fucking send the dudes off from the mansion to have a spa day or something. Let Hannah uh, recover so she doesn't have to fucking do a, a one-on-one date from the from uh, hospice. Yeah, like uh, I you know I'm guessing it would cost some money to shut down production for a day, but the viewer doesn't know. No, wouldn't have, wouldn't have known the difference. Just save it. Do the next day and film it. It was just uh yet again, man. We're zero for two with our dates. Uh, the I didn't need to be to to see how painful uh, giving birth is, and then this sickness in bed thing didn't work for me. They get back to the house. He he reveals to all the dudes that um that she, it wasn't she wasn't like contagious sick. It was basically a way of telling them that they made out, and then uh but they said that she had just needed to go to the hospital to get some uh, some fluids. Like it was again. It, there's something that we don't know here. Yeah, not normal. She's not 93 years old. She's 27 and she's right. passing out. Yeah, yeah. I woke up and I passed out, so I had to go to the hospital. Yes. Um, so he tells the room, the guys are all at least acting very concerned, especially Luke P. Luke Luke, Luke Parker, we find out his last name is. Um, oh, he's mental. Who, who's, as, as we've already uh, indicated, and predicted there's there's a level of crazy there that's going to be his doom. Yeah, so they're but, on they're on their one on one date, and he's and Luke P's like starting to freak out. Like it's not it's right. not easy seeing people go out on dates with my girl and shit. Like he's yeah. mark my words, take this from me. Remember in the in the nineties, late eighties, early nineties, there was a talk show called Jenny Jones, and on that talk show, they used to like surprise people with things. And one time. They surprised this dude from Michigan by telling him that his neighbor wanted to have sex with him. And he was a guy. And, and this guy from Michigan supposedly wasn't gay. And so then that guy went home. The show ended and that guy went home. And then because on the show, he's like, fuck that. I'm not into this bullshit. What are you talking about? I don't do that. And then that guy went home and he had made out with the dude or something. And then he got mad at himself. So he murdered the guy. So that was fucked up, but I'm telling you right now, mark my words, this Luke guy will be at the very least imprisoned for a violent assault, (laughs) if not murder, if not, and I don't mean to be morbid here, eventually take his own life. This guy is unwell. He's a little nuts. They should have psychiatric examinations for this show. They like the nuts people. It's alarming. And it's not normal, and something's going to happen with this Luke P. I put it on tape. You got the receipts. Continue, Jason. Yeah. So it's it's Luke's it's a part on. of it's a it's an, a disturbing part of the uh, the casting where you know as they want them nuts. Season, as, as each season goes along, they need to find ways to reinvent themselves. So they they've been casting more and more emotionally fragile people. I mean, we we saw it with uh with Colton. I mean the guy had two if not three emotional breakdowns on national TV. Um and they don't give a shit. They kept putting them on the shows. So um yeah, so Connor S and his annoying voice goes back to the place he reveals to the room her sickness and then some limo driver guy shows up says, "Hey, message from Hannah B. Your date's back on. Uh you got 15 minutes to get ready." Yes. And uh, I just had a feeling that they had to they had 
to to shove in this date because yep. they had booked the the music act 100% cuz e- every other episode has to have an all caucasian music group Jason Lucas Grant had a contract he was booked to appear on yeah. the bachelor you got now his his record company was like no fuck this he's in town today he's on tour he's touring casinos we need to fucking shoot this song, put, get her in a fucking dress, and get her yeah. to the location, Walt Disney Concert Hall or wherever the fuck they were, and we need to shoot this. It'll take 10 minutes. Now, I, I know that you're calling him him Lucas. It's Lucas Graham, to be honest. What'd I say? What'd I say? And Lucas Grant. But and that's I, different? That's different than what his actual name is, but, which is what? Lucas Graham. And I said? And Lucas Grant. Okay. But, it, but it's, not a tell it's not a he. It's not a he. Lucas what? Graham is the band a, is Danish pop band. And, Shut up. Yeah, yeah, Lucas is just the name of the uh, the front guy. So it's Graham. probably Lucas with a K. It is Lucas with a K. Oh, and that hair. <clears throat> yes, and um, so so they walk in all dressed to the nines, and there's again a band doing a song for them always uncomfortable so it was a ballad so uncomfortable very uh, very uh this was the least country of all the acts they've ever booked and if you if you read the wikipedia lucas graham is a danish pop band it's a so it's 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 more i believe you've done this much research you're a fucking producer dude i had to you should do this professionally a lot of work lucas graham yeah but it would be like calling Pink Floyd that guy, that guy Pink, right? From Pink, you know. Randall Pink so Floyd, it's sure. Lucas Graham. Um, Fair enough. But, I mean, when he becomes a household name in the next couple of weeks, like everyone that's ever appeared on The Bachelor, there's going to be yeah. egg on my face for thinking <laughs> he was called Lucas Grant or they were called Lucas Grant. So there's like this. Um, they had they had to dance to that, and then they they did away with the date pretty soon. And I had just kind of. I had assumed that this guy's name was Tyler. So as they come back from a break after that seemingly pleasant dance and, and kiss and everything else, she's on camera and she's like, yeah, it's been up and down week. You know, I've been, I spent some time in the hospital. And then she says just completely in passing, Tyler G had to leave. I thought that she was talking yeah. to the guy that she just uh, danced to Lucas Graham. Okay, to. hold on. Yeah, that, that was that, Connor. That was- yeah, that was Connor. Okay, I see. I see the confusion. Okay. Yeah, Connor gets a rose. Connor gets some makeout time. She. It needs to be said. She likes Connor. Connor yeah. did. Connor did some shit that's kind of bitch tactic, but also kind of cute and smart for a young guy to do. He when he left her hotel suite, he left her in bed, and he went into into her living room. Oh yeah. And he wrote her a little note that said, Hey, I wrote some other notes. Look around here. Cause I hit him on and he just wrote on post-its and one was in like a real shitty plant that if I, that was my hotel room, I would have called downstairs and been like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Half the leaves are dead on this plant. Get it out of here. But one was in there and it's like things I like about you. And it's like your cute eyes. And one was like, you look good without makeup, which is kind of a, it's kind of smart because it's a little bit of a neg. Which is gamesmanship in the pickup artist community. He's kind of saying, Hey, I noticed you weren't wearing any makeup. You kind of looked fucked up, but he's also saying you looked good. So he's complimenting her. 
pretty smart. I don't think he did it on purpose, but I like the way he went with it. But a lot of notes in there and it ended up working for him. And then so it made it look like she was like, oh, my God, I've seen all these notes. I need to reconnect. So it kind of worked in the Lucas Grant thing. And then so he gets a rose. She's into him. Then they pop to the next day or whenever it is, and they're yeah. getting ready for another group date. She's outside the mansion. And this is this is a point, and I think you have some information on this, so let me just set it up. She goes, Well, um, you know, I'm back, I'm feeling better, or whatever. She goes, she goes, I, I did it did kind of bum me out that um Tyler G's not here anymore. He left, and uh and because I felt like I kind of had a connection with him anyway. So that was weird because people have left the show before. And I'm not talking about when that dude Eric from Andy Dorfman's season died um, hang gliding in the middle. Like after he left the show, he jumped on a yeah, hang glider I mean, and crashed into a mountain. Like that was a big deal. But when someone leaves the show, it's a hundred percent of the time Chris Harrison walking in and saying, Hey, I got, I just got to let everybody know. Um, Tyler's grandmother. Remember there was a pretty cute chick a couple seasons ago and they were like away yeah. in Utah and her grandma died. And she was like, they were like, is she coming back? Or like, she's been granted leave for a few days. It was a whole storyline. So the fact that this dude just disappears now question, I don't know who Tyler G is. Is he the dude in the salmon coat? You don't know. Cause you thought he was Connor. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I'm I don't know. Look. He, he may have been, but yeah. I do know that Tyler G. I described uh, there were two men in this episode in the season that look like Tim Tebow, and this guy is yeah. from Florida. There's two like Tyler's Tim from Tebow. two Tyler's from um, Florida. Oh, oh, and I see. I've just Googled contestants, and I see a headline here. Go ahead and tell us what happened. Well, I just got a note from this. According to the heavy. Yeah. Um, According to the heavy, someone on Reddit <laughs> accused him of some misogynistic behavior. Ah, this is fucked. And well, Reality yeah. Steve yep. says production asked him to leave because of it. Because of an accusa- accusation? That's that's Anybody what the description accuse, is that I found. I mean, if he's if there if there's evidence that he is you know, some type of a, an abuser or something, then for sure, get him the fuck off of there. I totally agree with that. Uh, but if anybody can, that doesn't like somebody can say something about him, they must've had evidence. Yeah. There must've been something that came with it. Hold, hold uh, on, I'm going to read this from, um, refinery 29 Tyler Gwoz. Okay. His fucking name is G W O Z D Z. So he's got two fucking Z's in his name. That's a problem. It's been referred to in Newsweek as extreme misogynist. So go ahead. Got nothing more than a sentence after he abruptly left The Bachelorette midway through Monday night's episode. After announcing his departure to her room of suitors, Hannah Brown told the camera, Tyler G had to leave. And that's upsetting because I really enjoyed my date with him. I know this guy. This guy was the big swinging dick from Florida who's like a psychology major or something. And he's like, hey, what's up? He was he was playing it right. I like this guy's uh, steez. Searching for the reason behind Guo's departure and finding no official comment, Bachelorette fans turned to a different source, the fucking true G in the Bachelor game, former guest of ours, Reality Steve, Steve Carbone, who runs the blog of the same name. Though Reality Steve is not a sanctioned source, he's still the go-to guy, Carbone has been spilling tea on the franchise for years now. Carbone, who is often asked by sites to weigh in on Bachelor Nation drama, Boast nearly, blah, blah, blah. Uh, in the absence of official comments, many fans have looked towards the reality Steve take, 
which is that Guozz, that's he should be off the show for that name, was allegedly asked to leave the show by producers who claim that they found information about his past relationships. What this specific information allegedly is, Reality Steve did not say. Reality Steve doesn't want to get sued. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they had well, a good the, reason. Uh, anyway, he's gone. I'm, look, I'm looking at a Newsweek article, Newsweek for crying out loud, yeah. saying two friends from high school said he was the biggest a-hole douche of all time. That's not a reason to kick and him then, off the show. And then the, uh, uh, the Reddit user's uh, account says that he dated a really sweet girl, but they would get into public screaming matches often. The relationship ended horrifically while in Europe he spit on her and left. I mean, that's that's fucked. That's not a nice thing to do. That's a fuck. That's a guy in high school, though. That I mean, a lot of people are. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I I'm I'm I don't know. We can continue. Go on. Tyler G. Scandal. Anyways, yeah, a little bit. So the way the show handled it was just. It was kind of an eyesore because she just. Basically, in passing, says somebody had to leave the show, which, which drew attention to it. I guess if if their um, reasoning was we just need to move past this, they did themselves a disservice because that just kind of send up red flags, and then you get a guy like Reality Steve on it, and uh, and you're going to draw even more attention to the fact that you you miscast a guy who may have spit on a girl. Yeah. So, anyways, um, she's fired up for the next group date. As uh, she's had an emotional roller coaster, another day in the hospital, and then um, <clears throat> so so they're going on their uh, their final date of the episode, which is yet another photo shoot. And I think and the only thing that really stuck out about the setup of this of this date was Hannah B on camera said, "I think you could really find out what a guy is all about by seeing the way he works a camera." Unbelievable, and I don't. I don't do, think. Do that, you work or rock a camera? No, you work a camera. You work definitely a camera. work a camera. Okay, but but I mean, think about that. Like, really? Like in in real everyday life, guys are working cameras, and you could really tell a lot about what they're about by the way they work it. Uh, no, that's of course not. That's stupid. That's so stupid. <laughs> this whole date was so dumb. I'm I'm sorry. I'm if I'm a little distracted. I found Tyler Guost's um instagram and i'm direct messaging him to invite him on the show um what that so that so the they're posing with animals it was so fucking stupid i hated it and of course i fast forwarded it through it what happened luke p did something on the the animal photo shoot date that annoyed hannah b correct yeah i mean luke p um who's just not stable is showing his true colors they first of all kind of uh, set it up. They did the old bait and switch where the person that was going to be directing the photography said that they were going to be posing with girls, attractive girls, and they assigned each of them to one girl. Right. Right. And then they brought so them into a room where there were a bunch of female animals. Right. They were gonna. They were gonna. Yeah. So um, one of them, one of them was assigned a rat, and I swear to God, I would leave the show if I got the rat. I'd be like, "Sorry, I ain't fucking holding that. that rat. I'm not letting it t- on me. Those things carry yeah. the plague. Fuck that." So um, you know, they again, guys taking shirts off and and just being um, being porn for housewives, 
And then um, Luke P, the thing that he did that that kind of aggravated her was he had already done his photo shoot. And then after some guy had done his, Luke P, like, got all uh, aggressive and is like, I want to take one more picture. And she's like, what do you mean? You've already taken your picture. He's like, just smile for the camera. And he um, he says to step on his back. And while he's doing a push-up and she's on his back, showing off for the room that he could do a push-up with her on his back, they take a picture. Yeah. And then he... She's like, well, I better go change for my next one. And he's like, could I, could I walk you to your dressing room? Yeah. And she's like, you know what? Let's just, let's just talk a little bit later. And she tells the interview off camera, he needs to slow his roll. Like it's becoming a little too much that Luke P is starting to weigh on her a little bit. So that was, that was a group date that we took pictures with animals fairly, um, Fairly lame, and then Luke P aggravates her a little bit, and then we get to the post-date cocktails, where uh, where Luke P really does some damage. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the dude is a mess, right? He is. So, um, I think he's he's the one who gets gets her first to talk to him, or maybe she even said, "Luke, I need to talk to you." She pulls him aside, and she basically does all the talking. She's like, "Look, I like you. That's clear. You don't have to. You don't have to do what you're doing. You don't have to keep trying to yeah. get my attention. You don't have to go overboard. You have to respect the fact that I, there are other relationships, and you have to. You have to. Basically, she was trying to say you need to respect boundaries. Straight up, she she sorts him out. And I remember one time um, I was like sort of seeing this chick when I was younger and um, I sh- and she was really into me and I showed up uh, wasted to a party that she was at. And the party was like just her and a few of her friends like watching movies. And, uh, you know, I thought it was going to be a party and I walked in. It was like a dark apartment with like six people in it. And I was super drunk and I made a fool of myself. And she was, she walked me outside and she sort of had a similar talk with me that, um, Hannah B has with Luke P. And let's just say that was the end of my, uh, speaking to this girl. And this is the end of Luke P. Luke P is not recovering from that discussion. Once a girl early in a relationship sees a side of you like that, that she doesn't like, there is no return. That is it. For Luke P, right. he is done. Take him off the board. Well, so he so he really was confounded by this. Because he's uh, stupid. He, he's a moron. He was, he was told directly just to back the fuck off, and he didn't quite know how to take it. <clears throat> and he really didn't get a word in edgewise. He, she basically just no, told him, and then that was it. So mm, good for, the, yeah. for the second time in this episode – we have, uh, as contestants are trying to get private time with her, we have yet another dude not reading the room, and he keeps trying to get back to Hannah, this Luke P, to finish the conversation because he never got a, a word in edgewise. And as he's doing this, he's losing his shit. He's getting more and more pissed off. And each time he comes in, she hits him with a, I will talk to you later. Like she, she really starts to condescend him. Like, look, that we're in the middle of something. 
we will do this later. Like she must have told him that three times. He totally. doesn't get. The, he doesn't. He didn't again. He doesn't didn't read get, signals because he's vibe. a sociopath. He's going to do murder right. someday. And he's telling the guys back on the couch what she had said. All the guys are basically saying that this guy's becoming less and less stable. Um, and it's 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 basically an implosion waiting to happen awful, if, awful. if it hasn't already happened. At the end of the date. She takes the rose to give away. Okay, yes. And, she's, and she yep. says, I need to talk to Luke. Yep. She takes the rose with her as the guys at back at the couch are saying, that means she's going to give him the rose. That sucks. And she says to Luke, look, again, I like you, but you've gone too far. Like you, you haven't, you're not respecting the other relationships in the, in, in the, in the house you have to work on that. And she gives him another chance. Yeah, it's the end. It's the end. It's over for him. Whether or not the show has made her keep him around or whatever, he, she has given him another chance, but she didn't give him the rose. She went. She took him back to the table to give the rose to somebody else. Yeah, so it was it, kind of an awkward moment. In between all this Luke drama and something work you could have missed if you were so focused on Luke – is she has like one-on-one time with that dude Pete, who's a pilot. There's two pilots on the show. I don't know who the other one is. He might have the gone other one home. was sent home. Yeah. Okay. The other so home. there's only one pilot left, and it's Pete, and he's from Westlake. And uh, she's they have a very, very uh, physical one-on-one sure. time. They're fully making out. At one point, she's he lifts her up. And puts her against the wall and she wraps those long Alabama legs around his body and oh, yeah. is like making out hard. They're grabbing. They're fucking getting into it. Now, if you remember Colton last season had a very physical relationship with Hannah G, the other yep. Hannah, and she didn't win the show, but it, it, it she was either top three or top two. Was she the girl that didn't get the rose? She might have been. Um, she went all the way to the end. When you see this type of physical chemistry, barring fucking it up the way Luke has, because she had physical chemistry with him too, this Pete is going to make a run in the show unless he does something to fuck it up for himself. Mark my words. It, yeah, it sure seems like it. It seems like right now the pilot and the uh, singer songwriter are the, uh, the leaders in the clubhouse. But so 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 she, she, she gave the rose to the, to the pilot. She, she picks up the rose and she has the talk with Luke P and then she comes back and she's like, okay, there's one person that really stand out. And and she's like, um, Peter, um, since I was just grinding on your dick 18 seconds ago, um, I would like you to have this rose. I know it's cause your dick was probably rubbing. It was hard. I could feel it was hard. And, uh, it was probably rubbing against the zipper, and I know that was uncomfortable. So I'm sorry about that. So here's the rose, which was I thought was a weird <laughs> flex for her, but totally understood considering the moment. Okay, <laughs> so, so the, yes, go on. So the, so the next day they uh, they do this like once or twice a season. So stupid. The, so dumb. The, guy, the guys are expecting the usual cocktail hour before the rose ceremony. Uh, Chris informs them that Hannah B doesn't want to have the cocktail hour and that for some reason throws the group out of sorts, but then instead there'll be like a little pool party thing, like a little thing on the patio, which is basically the same thing as a fucking cocktail hour. So dumb. And, and, uh, and ABC always be cam 
um, who's not very self-aware, he basically he tells the guys, like, man, I was really looking forward to the cocktail hour. I I need time. Yeah. I need time with yeah. her. Because yeah. what I what I have to tell her is important. I, in, other, in other words, none of you guys need to tell her anything important. I need to have time. So I'm going to grab her right away. Think, think of it like this. This is – people forget. We're watching a game show. So imagine – Jeopardy James, who, as far as I know, is still fucking running through people on Jeopardy. <laughs> Imagine if he, right before Double Jeopardy starts, goes, Alex, can I get a minute? And and just leans over, puts his hand up and looks to the two contestants on his left and goes, guys, I just I have something I need to do. I need you to let me answer the next five questions without buzzing in. OK, because it's my I just have something I need to to get off my chest and it's the next five answers to the next five questions. Um, and one might be a daily double who knows, but I'm going to go ahead and answer the next five. Just go ahead and put your buzzers down. And then everyone else being going, going like, okay, all right. Yeah, we'll do that. Sure. James continue. He reveals to the guys that there's something extremely important that she needs to know. It's very personal. Big build. And it, he didn't, he didn't get a chance to tell her because of the move that the server made on the, uh, on, on the group date. Well, Cause he was busy telling her about the yeah. job he had to quit. Now the, right. j- the job doesn't seem as important as this other dumb thing yeah. that he told her at this, right. but he, <laughs> he chose to lead with the job. I don't know. He told, he told the group that it's, this thing is so, um, this thing is so important and 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 it might be too much to handle that she might send him home and he does something that's strange he starts writing letters to the to the other contestants insane good goodbye insane. letters insane you so, have their numbers just text them yeah it's not it's not 1941 you're not you're, you're not in the fucking pacific you're not on a warship so she gets to the house and they go on the patio he steals her right away as promised and he tells her a series of things, and I, I half listened because I didn't believe a word he was saying. But it started off with, um, what, he he lost a grandmother? No. no. He, he, had no he, had, he had something that needed, needed to be amputated. No, was it his cock? He had surgeries, amp- he, and then he, then he had like a, he had like a 10-month-old dog, too, in there. He had like, to, three things, three things. <laughs> something needed to be amputated and he had yeah. surgery yeah. I, unless it's his cock or a toe or something it looks he yeah. appears to be completely intact as far as i know right. it wouldn't surprise me if it was his cock b his grandma died grandma died it's un- unfortunate yeah. but that's kind of that is yeah. an eventuality of life yeah the, by, by virtue of the fact that she's your grandma and you're like 30 seems like she lived a pretty good life Sorry that she had to go. I don't know why you're sharing that with Hannah. Everybody else is there that's there has a dead grandma, by the way. Right. Jay, he in the process of getting his dick cut off, he had to rehome a puppy. Which that's is like ten, a big deal. So he had to give away a ten his, month old puppy. So he threw in he threw in a dead grandma, a, a puppy, and some kind of amputation yeah. uh, scare. Had to be it's his cock. Was it his cock? Somebody reach out. I don't. I missed that mailbag at theballerlifestyle dot com. What did he have amputated? And what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Okay, continue, Jason. So, we got to wrap so up. He, he drops all of this on her, and she hugs him, and everything seemed to be fine. Um, Mike, who 
just to note, Mike has a rose, so he's feeling pretty empowered. The reason he has a rose because he told her that he lost his child in the second trimester. Right. Yeah, he, he got he a pity played rose. That card to get he, the rose. He got a pity rose he, earlier in the show. Yeah, he pulls her aside and says, "Look, this is what Cam told the room. He's been writing letters to us. It just seems like a last-minute pity play. Like he 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 said to the room that he's looking to get a pity rose. I think he actually admitted that to her. Yeah, and uh, and she's like, I won't stand for this. And he she grabs Cam and so hold on, that wasn't this. that wasn't shown on camera when he gives the talk to the guys. He just says, guys, I have something important to tell her. I really right. I haven't gotten a chance. And then Mike comes in and says, Hey, Cam says he he tr- was trying to work work a rock work. Pity Rose. Pity Rose. Yeah. And he never said that. But then when she confronts him on it, he didn't he, deny it. He sort of denies it, but he doesn't fully, he doesn't deny it enough to go. All he's got to say is, I never fucking said that. I did not say those words. That's right. a lie. Why? And, I don't understand. P- people don't defend themselves properly, which is insane to me. Even so, I, I guess he kind of admits that maybe it was off camera. I don't know that he yeah. did. He was going to go for a pity rose. Continue. Um, and by but the I mean, way, by the way, Mike has double fucked himself because now he's fully put himself in the position of a guy that just wants to talk about the other guys on the show, which is never the guy that wins the show. You're you're no. completely friend zoned at this point. You're you're this season's Kerpa, <laughs> and he's he's exposing a guy to. Is working a pity rose. Astray just got himself a pity rose. Hundred percent. That, that was the so. So, anyways, uh, that basically seals Cam's fate. Always be Cam. They get to the rose ceremony. Uh, it comes down to the final three. It's one guy that looks like Tim Tebow, some other dude, and Cam. Um, she picks Tim Tebow. And Cam walks off without a rose, and he's crying. That he's dude, crying on camera. That dude does kind of look like Tim Tebow. Yeah, a bunch, oh, of, yeah. A, a bunch of randos go home, and then yeah. it comes down to the last rose, and this dude, Kevin, that's never been seen on camera till 18 seconds before he gets a rose, when he says, I just didn't get any time with her. I don't know if I'm going to get a rose. <laughs> Miraculously ends up being the guy to get yeah. the last rose. Yep, and and Cam was crying in the on-camera interview afterwards, saying he can't believe that people would think that he would make all that up to get pity. I, he yeah. can't believe that 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 his integrity would be compromised like that. So, sayonara to Cam, uh, one of this season's biggest fools, oh, and sucks. you kind of saw it coming from the from the first rap of last season. It's crazy. That he's not going to be remembered as the guy that tried to rap multiple times because that was so cringy. Anyone else that would be branded on them for their entire rest of their public life. But this guy Cam got so much worse that we're not even talking about his raps. And something of note this week, Cam didn't rap, I think, for the first time. And Jed... Didn't bust out the acoustic. Jed Jed was very much a background character in this one. So yeah, to 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 wrap that up, I think Jed walked away from the last episode as the front runner because we know Luke P is insane. 
And then this this pilot has moved into one or one A yeah, on the it's, it's it's those two guys. And I thought Connor was up there. He did get that rose. He did. He got That's the true. sickness date. He wrote the notes. But in the previews, there appears to be uh, the possibility of slut shaming happening later in the season because Hannah says something like, "I believe um, sex should be between a husband and wife." But that said, I have been physical with people. I have had sex and I know God's not judging me for it or something. And it, they make it look like she's saying that to Connor. So there you go. So some intrigue there. Like the, a lot of these guys that are in the front, they just need to lay back in the cut. Now watch my guy, Grant. Now Grant's not going to win the show, but Grant is not going to make himself look like a fool. He's, he's just got cruising. a good attitude. He, yeah, he, was just, he was just all smiles in this one. And he was t- just. I thought Tyler G was the same way before we, you know, we learned something that might be unfortunate about him. I've reached out to him on Instagram. I've DM'd Did you really? Him. Yeah, I just sent him a DM during the show when I was being all quiet when you were talking so much. <laughs> so hopefully he gets it. Hopefully he's amenable. I'm sure a lot of people are reaching out to him. Don't be afraid to say, to go on his uh, Tyler Gwoz does. Um, Instagram or Twitter, I'm sure he's got Twitter as well, and say, hey, would love to hear you on the Baller Lifestyle podcast. Think you'd do great with those guys. You know, I heard they reached out. Go, You should go on their show. You should do that. I'm in. Link us up. up. Uh, all right. Jason Stewart, excellent work as always. We'll catch up again next week. All right, y'all. I wanted to hit you up about your Game of Thrones rage, but I feel like the moment has passed, and we're kind of out of time today, so maybe we'll get to it next week. Uh, uh, <laughs> for, for Jason Stewart, My name is Brian Beckner. This has been The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. It's my first impression, Rose. Brian Beckner, Jay Stewart, breaking down all the shows. It's The Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You grind in a limo sent home. How embarrassing, the most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Balls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We're making a connection, we're falling in love. We're chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. We starting in LA and then we travel the world. We toasting champagne, we got 32 girls. Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe. But I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve. So it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle. Lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle.